Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. Overcoming stress, optimizing performance, these are huge topics, especially in the year 2020. And I'm here with Sasha, who's a mindset coach and actually specializes in those topics. Welcome to the Connection Loop podcast. I'm Shannon Leonard, creative director here at dub.com, the actionable video platform. And we're just going to jump into this this podcast with Sasha. So first of all, Sasha, I'd love you to introduce yourself. uh, Give us your full name and what you do. Yeah, thanks, Shannon, so much for having me. Um, I love talking about this because it's so important now and um you know like we have an epidemic of stress in you know first world countries um america australia the uk and it's a silent killer so i'm sasha fedorovsky i'm a mindset and stress transformation coach um, at the mindset daily um, you can find a lot of my content on Instagram at the Mindset Daily or LinkedIn. Um, and I'm just trying to get this message out as much as possible because in our modern world, sometimes people don't even realize that they're stressed because it has become, you know, it has become so normal. So whatever we experience constantly becomes our new normal. And um, stress for most people, you know, even, you know, you, you might not be a CEO, you might, might be a stay-at-home mum, but, you know, the, the way that our life is now with technology and all these wonderful things that um, have so many bonuses, but we are so overstimulated, even if, you know, we're taking time off, where we've got time off work, even our past experiences of stress, if we don't clear them out from our mind and our body, if we don't have practices, they're forever with us and they are forever, um, you know, almost like a post-traumatic stress disorder when, you know, when we get a little bit of a sample, it's reactivated. So um, that's what I do. That's um, really, you know, my priorities to get this message out there. Wow. That's really cool. Especially, especially right now. That's super important. The first question I have for you is around emotional intelligence so you know a lot of people talk about iq and and you know and and first of all it's (laughs) the the concept of being smart you know that's very much put on a pedestal in our our society but when you break that down you know what is intelligence um and i'd say emotional intelligence is a huge part of that um and and as someone who's an expert in that you know what first of all what is the difference between iq and eq yeah so i mean iq as everyone knows that it's you know, you kind of like your left brain. It's it's mathematics. It's lateral thinking. Um, it's a really different type of thinking to emotional intelligence, um, which also has a lot of misconceptions around it. Um, emotional intelligence is when you're empathetic to people, um, when you understand social cues. But I think a lot of people associated with things that are similar to sales skills, and that's manipulation. Right. So emotional intelligence is not being able to understand a person so you can kind of mirror them and manipulate them. I think that's where, you know, we really find these these um, frameworks and these scientifically proven things and we try and utilize them for our own benefit. That's another thing we do in our society. And then it gets really skewed. So um, my explanation for emotional intelligence, which is, you know, something that genuinely can benefit your life and the people around you is having a deep sense of self-awareness. 
right? Not an understanding of the other person so you can manipulate them, but having a true understanding of yourself and your own energy center because you're an energy center and an energy structure. And the way you're able to manage yourself through deep self-awareness, you're able to have these really connected interactions around you with the people around you from a place of self-knowing, not knowing the other so you can manipulate them. So that's, you know, really my definition. And that's what I, you know, on a deeper level, I work with people so they, they can truly understand themselves. So it's not these little tools because you can't teach somebody who's very left brain, who's very, you know, kind of not on the spectrum, but who really doesn't have much emotional intelligence. You can't give them tools and tricks to become emotionally intelligent. That's, it's kind of like a bit of bullshit, really. It's more, it's more manipulation on top of that. You need to teach them to understand who they are, to connect with themselves, you know, so that they can connect with other people. So it's not like a, you know, I have to refer to my guidebook on how to understand this person. That doesn't work. Wow, that's 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 really interesting. I mean, because because at the core of sales and marketing, which you mentioned, it's a lot of the knowledge and the education out there is all about, you know, what can you do to make a ton of money, and it's all about yeah, manipulation. I mean, what is marketing and branding? A lot of it is very manipulative, and and I think it's important to be aware of that. To your point, like just being aware of the fact that it's manipulative, maybe then can get you to a level of now using using it for good. Um, and and what you said was was emotional intelligence. You have to you know start with yourself. That's that's really interesting. So that's and it, that sounds like a long process. Where you know where do you begin? Where do you begin in improving emotional intelligence if if that's something that you want to do? Yeah, totally. Look, it, it's a practice. Um, you know, all good things they they're usually not overnight. Um, but I have developed a program where it's very very quick um, because I use intuition, so the intuitive faculty, which you know, it seems a little bit woo-woo. There's nothing too accurate about it on the internet. There's, you know, a few studies here and there, but Einstein talks about it a lot. And, you know, basically he says that the logical mind was always meant to be a servant and the intuitive mind is a master. But in modern society, we changed it around. So, you know, our logical mind who's meant to be the servant is in control. Um, so because I'm able to tap into this intuitive faculty and I teach my clients to do the same, they can tap into that deepest part of themselves very quickly in an instant actually so you know they're not sitting sitting in therapy for months or years and you know they're not doing all these different processes there is a tool that allows them to connect to their truth and you know the truth of the other party of the world very quickly so it's it's just a bit of a, a learnt tool so it's you know you you obviously the more you practice it the more it's you know, normal in your life. So anything we do becomes our normal. Um, but it's, it can be very, very quick. And um, the other thing I want to mention about what you said, you know, in, you know, in marketing and sales, we do kind of utilize all these skills. And my, my background is marketing and television. So why I talk about it in that way is because a lot of these very old systems of sales and marketing um, and a lot of the old sales gurus and even the way that sales is taught today and marketing, it's all manipulative. So manipulation works to a certain degree until it falls back because there's too much resistance to that, you know, from the other person. So whenever a person or a group of people feel manipulation, 
there is a resistance. Even if they do hand over the money, they go on the date, you know, you get the account. What will happen if it's through manipulation is it will backfire. The account will give you problems. The date will not want to go on that third date. And, you know, after a while, things turn sour. So in the year 2020, you know, when we've had all these changes in the world and going forward, manipulation more and more is not going to work because, you know, people are looking for more. They are, you know, cracking open and becoming more connected. Um, and, you know, part of becoming emotionally intelligent is cracking open, which is sort of against the grain of our modern world of doing more, getting more, being strong, even though we talk about vulnerability, part of it is, you know, a bit of this cracking open. So, you know, we can become connected with ourselves and the world around us. Wow. That, yeah, that's that's awesome. I, so, I mean, in the language of, of you know, be valuable, be focused on them and and this kind of language I, I've seen it kind of emerge I'd say in the past like five years um, more and more and and what you're saying I feel like is like it's almost like the future of where a lot of that language is going like um, you know really getting into yourself really de dealing with that and I think that some of the language right now it's, it's heading that direction right it's all about providing value and you have to just you know it, all the all the tips and tricks are very oriented in that way. Um, so, so I'm really happy to hear that there, there's people out there, you know, saying, okay, well, it's beyond just providing value. You got to dig deep. Um, so, what's your perspective on 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 this narrative? Have you seen Have you seen that shift? Have you Have you seen that shift? And 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 do you think it has to do with with the way that we're all communicating now, where where there's so many people out there, just like you know, you have to actually be uh, real in a way. You you have to remove a level of manipulation to get what you want. Um, so I guess there's a few different questions there, but 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 if I could distill it down to one, what do you think the future of of sales and marketing is um, in regards to emotional intelligence? Um, I think it's all to do with relationship building, which is probably where sales and marketing started. It's relationship building, but it'll be a more genuine relationship because people, a you know, we have the internet, we have all these resources now, but we're also opening up now especially with what's happening this year on a you know economic physical level emotional level you know there's lots of divorces happening now lots of people changing their careers you know really having time with this you know lockdown that's been happened to think and process things um so going forward i see people they're not going to be able to just kind of live on this surface level um they're going to want things that are you know real that connect with them because they're going to be connected with who they are so in terms of sales and marketing it's genuine relationship building not these you know kind of things where let's you know link a charity to our sales and you know we're just going to give them some money it's genuinely like is this business does it have the values that i see is you know are there people happy am i you know is this sales rep happy or are they just trying to you know, kind of front for this company and then in a year or a few months, which you see regularly, big turnover in sales and, you know, a lot of companies, are they going to be at the next company? Because now we're all 
a brand, you know, more and more people are getting on LinkedIn, you know, they're promoting their brand, um, you know, or their company's brand on all these social media platforms. So it isn't just about the company and sort of this mask you put on, it's you're visible on all your sites and who you are as a brand is who the company is going to be. So a lot of people are going to follow you in sales and marketing and they're going to be buying you. And, um, you know, companies need to think about this. It's not just looking like, you know, we've got the miss the message and the mission, but genuinely are their employees happy? Are they satisfied? You know, what energy do they, they do they go out to when they have a sale or, you know, do they genuinely want to post on their social media platforms about this company? So I think it's going to be more holistic, um, you know, rather than tick, we've got our charity, tick, we're, you know, got a bit of work-life balance. No, is your culture genuinely emotionally intelligent? Our, do your employees um, have self-awareness? Are they balanced? You know, are they going to do ethical things because they're in a good place? Are they going to look after uh, the client because, you know, they have alignment? So it all starts with the individual. You know what I mean? You can't go from the macro to the micro. It has to begin with the micro. And each each person, when they do look after themselves, as you said, you know, it's about um, each person sort of dealing with their own stuff rather than trying to fix other people or give to other people before they genuinely have within themselves. So if each person looks after their own self, then, you know, the world changes in that way. A, a company changes, a neighborhood changes. And how do you change a company? Let's say you're uh, a founder of a company and you know, it's a small team. Um, or maybe even a large team, but how, as, as a founder of a company, how do you communicate to your employees these, these kind of values? Because, you know, I don't know, I, I grew up in Northern California and, and, you know, there's a lot of, it's the San Francisco, sort of the, the feel good, almost new age words um, I grew up around, um, which I think, you know, people can dismiss it because of that. Things like mind and body connection, things like even emotional intelligence, you know, I think in the past they've been dismissed. And I think you even mentioned that briefly as sort of like a hippy dippy thing, but I think that's definitely changing now more than ever. We're, we have data on meditation. We're like, no, actually meditation works scientifically um, and things like that. So, so how, what, what would your advice be to, to a leader of a company who has employees of all different backgrounds? Maybe not all of them grew up in, in, in uh, Northern California, um, you know, and, and how do you communicate, how do you communicate the, 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 how to improve the mind-body connection to them um, in a way that, that they'll understand. Yeah, so with leadership, you know, leaders lead through their example. So before they start to communicate anything, you know, downward or horizontally, whichever the way they like to see it, they need to begin with themselves and their own emotional intelligence. And for a lot of leaders, this can sometimes be a struggle because they're very focused on the outside and they can get bogged down with responsibilities and things and completely disconnected with what's going on within their company in terms of people and culture. So with leadership, it begins with themselves. You know, this taking this personal journey themselves, understanding their communication style, how they affect people, and then implementing some programs to do 
a similar thing for their people, particularly, you know, people who are client facing like their salespeople, um, you know, and from there going into the other teams, because what usually happens in organizations, even if you've got one person per department, these people think in different ways. That's why they're specialists in their role and they usually don't communicate. So it starts with the leader, then it goes down to, you know, executive level and then we start to you know, create programs for different departments in the organization. So then when the pr product is out there, everything is cohesive within the organization before it goes outwards. Um, yeah, so definitely with leadership, it's going on that deeper level and making time for their own personal life and their own self-development um, before they sort of start throwing anything out to the organization. Because things really don't change through more information with more models, with more three-step processes or things like that. They change when people transform their energy, the way, not necessarily what they say, but the way they say it to people, the way that they engage people, the way that they smile at people or, you know, don't say that condescending thing that they were going to say. So it's all small things which comes from a change of being, not learning more information or, you know, throwing out more, <laughs> you know, more more things to do for their staff. Yeah, uh, that's that's a that's a great actionable tip for all the for all the leaders out there in business. So you're someone who's on LinkedIn. Um, I think everyone right now wants to get exposure on LinkedIn. They want to get exposure online. Um, and and you know you have a niche, right? You're talking about overcoming stress, improving relationships, well-being. Um, how is how has that been? How has your journey been on LinkedIn and other social platforms? First of all, kind of what drew you to to become a, a personal brand or a brand uh, or you know creating a company, creating um, I see right here the mindset daily. Like I'd I'd love to dive into what what that is and and how how that happened. Um, so so what? How did you get into starting your personal brand? And then and then what? How's what's the results? Like how how what? Where are you on your on your journey? On, uh, on LinkedIn and beyond? Yeah. Um, so it's been a bit of a journey because this all started for me personally. Um, my background is in corporate, corporate um, and television. I used to have a TV show and I used to work with celebrities. And, you know, obviously there's quite a sales process to that. And I've also worked um, in global corporates where it's dealing with C-level and, you know, different parts of management. Um, so having a personal brand for me slowly doing this took you know some emotional intelligence i had to really understand my brand and my brand has developed because i also used to teach yoga um and you know i i started to realize that what worked for me in my television career in my corporate life you know i i needed to create this for those people because they're heavily stressed and i experienced that myself and you know when you're going down one of these career paths, you begin to lose yourself and you start to forget that person who started on this journey and why. You really forget that. You begin to lose yourself because there's time pressure, there's stress, there's image pressure, and you begin to lose yourself. So, you know, what my program that I've developed is very, very efficient. It's very quick and it's specifically for people in this you know, in this world, which, you know, I, I was myself and I work with in, in different industries and now I work with um, coaching them 
you know, on their mindset, on their well-being, um, on their emotional intelligence. So for me, um, going on LinkedIn was a last step. I used to do a lot on Instagram and Facebook. Um, LinkedIn, I think, for a lot of people, you know, is probably, um, you know, probably the most intimidating platform in a way, especially when they're changing brands or careers, because it's really all about what I teach. It's about taking off the mask, the layers, and really knowing yourself like you know you're either going to copy other people um you'll run out of content if you don't know yourself if you don't have self-awareness and if you really want people to connect with you it has to be a real unique message and it's only going to come from you um you're not going to find it on youtube you can't copy other people uh you can't go on instagram and steal quotes you will just you know people will feel it you will feel you know especially on linkedin it will, it's it's pretty bland um you really got to find yourself and know yourself. And part of the journey is actually being okay with sharing that because when you first start sharing online, it's it brings up everything for you. You know, it brings up all your beliefs, your insecurities. Um, it's it's cracking open. It's cracking the mask. Um, and having you know people genuinely connect to you. It's just going back to that one to one relationship building. Um, so for me, I think um, it started to really flourish when I became more of myself i you know i no longer had that corporate linkedin persona and i started to share more of you know who i was um you know in in my day-to-day -day life so i think it's a fantastic platform for people to genuinely connect um you know in in the future going forward that's awesome and so the mindset daily what what is this i, I see it's on your banner on your linkedin profile but tell me about the mindset daily um, look, well, I'm a mindset coach and, you know, if you really want to get results, you're, you create from your mind. you you got to have a practice every day. You have to have reminders every day because, you know, up to the age of about 30, 35, you're pretty much just a pattern of beliefs. You're no longer in the present moment. You are just an automatic pattern of beliefs. You no longer have an experience with someone and, you know, act. You just react based on past experience. And, you know, usually people come to this place, you know, around 28, you know, a lot of celebrities commit suicide, very successful, high profile people. It's the age, you know, of 28, mm -hmm. um, Amy Winehouse, I think Heath Ledger, uh, look into it. It's, a, it's, it's called the return of Saturn. And that's when your identity sets in. So, you know, a few years after that, it's like, if you haven't, you, you kind of go through a difficult experience in your life. And from there, people usually go on a search or something like that, or they stay the same. You know, they may not be able to change or, you know, they may not know what to do. So, you know, when people come to me, they're usually late 30s, 40s. They've had their business. They've had their career. Maybe they've had kids or maybe they've had a divorce or a separation. So they, they don't have a choice anymore. But, you know, my aim or my mission is to have people to, do this at a early stage, you know, so it's a preventative, you know, it's a daily practice, you know, just like brushing your teeth or exercising for some people now, it's something that you have to do every day so that everything else works. You don't need to think about everything else. Your mindset is the first thing that you are, you know, working on before, you know, you work on your family relationship, your business, um, your physical image, your mindset is the driver so you you got to do that things first so the mindset daily is about you know having this daily practice this daily reminder of who you are um at your at your core 
what your mission is in life, what it is you're doing. Um, and, you know, long term, that's emotional intelligence, that's happiness, that's joy, that allows you this kind of cracking open and to be in the world openly and, you know, attracting these synchronicities. What, so if, if you're feeling stuck and, and in your job, in your work, um, or maybe just in your life in general, what's a first step? Because I, I love that idea of a daily practice and, and, and little little bite things, little, little first steps that you can do. So if, if anyone out there is feeling stuck, what would you say to them and um, how to take that first step to kind of improve their mindset and you know get to a place where when they, you know, whether they're after the age of 28 or before, you know, get to a place where they feel good about, about where they are. What, what's that first step? Yeah, so for a lot of people, they're just too busy. They don't have the space in their life to even breathe or to, you know, to feel the stress or to feel what's bad, you know. And in our culture, it's very much positive thinking has been sort of the last kind of craze. But we can't just put positive thinking on top of a whole energy body of negativity and pain. It, it, it makes it worse. It's like, you know, um, kind of having a, a tree, like a dying tree, and you're painting the leaves green. It, it's, it's very time consuming, very exhausting, um, and it, it just doesn't work. So the first thing I would suggest to people who are in this state, usually they don't have enough time, they're in a cycle, and it's like a chronic state of, you know, unhappiness and dissatisfaction, whether you feel it or not. So I'd recommend this to everyone wake up a little bit earlier than you usually do. Now, I'm not this 5 a.m. person where, you know, you sleep four hours and you have to be super productive, no. Just wake up maybe half an hour, an hour earlier if you can, um, because the first thing is we don't create the space. We don't create space to be bored, to be quiet, to not have people around us. So, you know, before sort of, you know, around that 6, 6 a.m. time, is usually the world is quiet. Before you have to have to tend to your meetings your things like that make it at night if you need be but usually early in the morning is ideal and you know just start sitting in stillness the first thing you do when you wake up just get into a seated position and sit in stillness if you have a meditation practice do that that's great if you don't know what meditation is don't worry about it just have your mind quiet for a few minutes and I'm going to tell you the reason why because most people won't do this because they don't see a return on investment but this is your return on investment on sitting in silence is that every day you have this frenzy of thoughts in your minds the busyness it builds up in the morning the first thing it's actually quite high you know if you haven't dealt with things during the night you're still in that state and what you want to do is bring yourself to neutral so you're not going to find God or become enlightened from just sitting <laughs> for a few minutes, but you will get your emotional energy, your thoughts, all that buzz to a neutral state. So the next part of the day, you're not constantly building up on this in this intense stress energy, this negative thinking or whatever it is, just intent, the monkey mind. You start with neutral, right? So even if you do 10 minutes a day, you're neutralizing your mind. So when you go out into the world, you're a little bit calmer, you're a little bit quieter, things flow, you know, you don't run late, you're not getting into that accident. Um, and on top of that, if you want to add an extra layer, if you're like, look, I really need to do something, I can feel I'm not happy, I'm stressed. After sitting in silence, start to write. Maybe use, if you're right-handed, use your left hand. Um, don't think about it. You don't have to be a great writer. It's not going to be on a media platform or anything. 
Start writing for yourself and just begin to write. Write out your feelings, your thoughts, anything at all, and maybe set a timer, write for 10 minutes. And, you know, it can sound like absolute crap, but after a while, you will start getting answers. Start asking your questions, why do I feel like this? You know, what do I love? Why am I upset? Why am I tired? You will be amazed of what comes out on that paper and start reading it back a week later because what you'll begin to do after this sitting in silence and this sort of, it's called um, subconscious writing or unconscious writing. You will stop writing with your thinking mind, your day-to-day you know, programming, that 35 years of pattern and reaction, and you will start to write from your true self, you know, your inner being or your higher self or something that is called the observer in meditation. So it's not the thinking mind. If you can observe your thoughts, there's something else behind it. You know, we don't need to put a label on it, but we can call it the observer and you will begin to get answers to your questions. And, you know, if you start to do this for a while, you will naturally become more self-aware and more emotionally intelligent because you're beginning to connect with your true, true being, not that thinking mind, not that programming from media, parents, TV, culture, but who you truly are. And you will start to see the obvious action, the obvious next step in life. So it's not all going to happen straight away, but you will notice a big difference in a week, in a month, in a year, your life will change. That that's really cool. I'd even say everyone should try this, right? <laughs> you know, and and I especially if you're feeling stuck, uh, and that's a fantastic answer. But everyone, I'd I'd say should try this. You know, an app that I I've used in the past um, is Jour, uh, J O U R. Um, and what I really like about it, it's a journaling app. Um, and what's really cool is it gives you prompts. Mm-hmm. Um, so for anyone out there who doesn't know where to start with, you know, your journaling or your writing. Um, it's, it gives you prompts and also it gives you sort of like uh, an SOS moment where you can go in and say, I'm feeling stressed, I'm feeling anxiety. And then it'll give you prompts that, that relate to that. And, and you know, it's very open-ended, it's all private, it's just within this you know, little journal and you can kind of use it how you want. But it's, it's a venture-backed company that, that's getting some buzz in like the, in the, you know, the, the meditation-esque community. Um, shall we say? I don't know if that's a, a technical term, the meditation as community, but I know that I've personally got seen some buzz about this app, and it's been helpful for me. So I'd recommend that. Um, but if not, if not, just I, I love exactly what you said, like just writing and, and just sitting for for a few minutes. Thank you for that. That's fantastic. Um, I'd recommend everyone who's listening try that at least at least for tomorrow. So my next question, everyone, you know, you're you focus on performance, uh, stress, but also relationships and well being. Um, you know, everyone has that especially if you're busy or you're you're in you're stuck in the the 20 the grind even now we're all at home but we're we're constantly working there's people in your life that you wish you would have you know kept in touch with or um you know or maybe it's a work friend maybe it's a personal friend but the longer it goes on this the more that that kind of weighs on you um for, from your opinion and and from your experience what's what's a what's something you can do to to overcome that and if you have 10 friends, how do you, how do you prioritize that to, to reaching out to a few of them? So I'll just let you know that not everyone has this problem. It's um, <laughs> yeah. busy people who are focused on, you know, what they're creating in life, their work, their success. So it's a, it's kind of an avatar that I deal with constantly, you know, because mm. I, I was totally in this space and, 
you know, that's why my programs are so quick. They're so bite-sized and so effective because these type of people, they don't have time. And really when they come to me, it's, you know, usually men in their 40s who have experienced separation or divorce or some kind of a, a personal breakdown. That's what truly brings people to this space because the most important thing at the end for everyone is their relationships and their connection. And while they've been busy for many years bringing food on the table, bring, being of service of value, being the breadwinner, creating these things that their life has been driven by, the relationships are slowly falling apart. And to answer your question is, if you know that you have these people you want to connect with, but you're not, you're not making time for it. You can't force that. If I tell you, write a schedule, write it in your diary, call them, you will find less and less time because there's something that's stopping you and blocking you for that. And because for you personally, well, you know what I'm getting intuitively, and this is going to speak to a lot of people. So I'm just yeah. going to. Oh, absolutely. This is your focus is completely on success and the external world. And sometimes speaking to these people who are probably your closest people, it's probably your family, your best friends, people who knew you for a long time, it brings up emotions, right? And for a lot of success-oriented people, they suppress emotions of sadness and depression, right? And when you do speak to these closest people, it is emotional. You know, you may have not spoken to them a while, you go deep. They don't see that LinkedIn you. They don't see the Instagram successful you, that all the other people that, you know, because you're seeing people all the time in your day-to-day -day life, you're having relationships, but it's the deeper ones, not the superficial ones that you're resisting because you're resisting these deeper feelings. And, you know, these are the feelings we need to crack open if everything is going to be connected, if you're really going to become self-aware and if calling the people that you love the most isn't going to be a chore or a task. So, you know, and a lot of people do go through this and a lot of successful people that I know that I work with, they have no personal life or no personal relationships. And, you know, they look like the beacon of success and popularity on the outside. And, you know, a lot of people value them. They know a lot of people, but their personal intimate connections are absolutely lacking. It's, it's a desert because you know, nothing bad about them, nothing of their own fault. It's because they are disconnected to their own emotions. So they cannot let people in, you know, and as you get older, it becomes wider and wider. And so that's why, you know, a lot of the clients that come to me are usually at that point, they, they it's just rock bottom, right? So if, if everybody does this from an early stage, as you build your business, as you build your career, you slowly deal with these emotional things so that there's, no gap so that you don't need to force yourself to call your best friend or to start unraveling your your heart and your energy centers um, because when we're so busy we're focused on work it's great but you'll notice that you never get less busy it becomes an addiction it becomes it's a part of your programming it's part of your default system and unless you are doing the mindset daily where each day you are cleaning out the past experience, the emotional baggage, you know, which sits in your body as well and cause disease, disease in the body, then these things become harder and harder. You need to schedule more, you have less time and, you know, you eventually your, your relationships, they, they do break down. So my advice to you is begin, begin doing the mindset daily. Spend that time every day to have a practice where you're connected to yourself. You clean out what you don't need anymore emotionally. You deal with, you know, kind of these 
pains and these hurts, you, you're with that feeling of sadness before you get onto your positive affirmations and get on the treadmill. You clean out those things so that you're just inspired to make that phone call. You're inspired to connect. It feels natural. It's, it's no longer a burden because anything that has resistance it's not going to last. We're always going to have to force ourselves. So my whole thing is that motivation doesn't work. It's, you know, it doesn't work long term. Yo-yo dieters, you know, got, you know, making heaps of profit to being in bankruptcy. It doesn't work. You know, we need to, you know, everything ha ha happens internally. So we need to remove the resistance. And the way that we do it is we clear our emotional baggage every single day. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. So, and how do how do we do that in the world of, in the world of you know everyone's now forced to be separate? Um, what are what what can we do to especially if, you know, it, there's a place where you have your your friend group. Maybe you met them in school. Maybe you met them at work. But then maybe throughout the years, I mean, you know, even through my, I could say for myself, you know, you you go through different phases in life, and then you find you know yourself. You maybe have a, a close core uh, group of people, um, but maybe it's just you know a few people that that are around. Like I, I think for me, I have maybe three or four people who are just really close, you know. And then now, and then now, especially now, we're all you know, forced to to stay away from like the kind of social situations where you'd meet new people. You know, uh, it could be anything from a party to like a professional conference or an event. So. But I still get this feeling that while I'm satisfied uh, with, you know, I'm I'm okay. I can I can exist by just like continuing to work and continuing to have a few people who I I do touch, you know, people around me. I'm lucky enough um, to have in my life. Um, but you still feel like, okay, wait, I should be doing more. I should be meeting more people. And you know, personally, I I, I feel like I'm on, I'm like an ambivert where <laughs> where like there's extroverts and introverts, and I'm like an ambivert. So like I'm I'm kind of comfortable being introverted, but I still know that I I want to be I want to be out there more and make new friends and um, and so so what's that what's that first step uh, especially in the world uh, where there's a pandemic and 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 it's hard to actually go in physical spaces. Yeah, th this is a really great question, and it's not a question that a lot of people ask, and we don't get taught about friendship, especially adult friendship at school. It's sort of you know, there's no place for friendship in the adult life. So most people are hanging on to friends that they had a long time ago. And, you know, we change, we expand. If we're just going to hold on to those friends that we had growing up, we're kind of energetically causing each other to stay put, you know. So we need to, you know, we still obviously want to have these friends through life, you know, and still be connected. But we always want to expand and always have room for new people new interactions and it doesn't mean that we have to keep adding people on and have less time and see everybody every week but a we need to understand that we grow and expand that we need to constantly be actually making new friends for different stages of our life and also letting people go or being okay with not having to see that person um, and it all comes down to knowing yourself you know not doing it from a superficial external thing because that just you know that feeling of more I should be doing more it's filling that empty gap which a lot of successful people and people who value success 
they always think that they need to be useful, doing more, having more, being more. And that in itself is a trap. So be okay with having space in your life because you kind of need to create space to bring in something new, especially in terms of relationship, because they cause a lot of, um, there's a lot of energy that goes into relationships and a lot of energy exchange. So we need to let go of things and people that aren't serving us and be okay with that. Um, the baseline of that is knowing that we're whole and coming back to this place every day of wholeness through meditation, journaling, um, you know, doing a program, having a coach, having, you know, knowing who we are. And in that way, we're not just going to be attracting people, you know, because we all have heaps of friends on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, you know, but having those close connections, they need to be the right connections. They need to be connections where you're supported. They can't be frenemies. Um, and I actually did a video. It was very, very popular and it was on friendships. And it's about knowing how do you know who is a real friend? Because we have people that we talk to that we see a lot of, but are they your friends? And the real like factor of is this person your friend is not just if they're going to be for you in bad times because a lot of people will be there for you in bad times because they're attracted to negative energy. That's why we watch the news. That's why the news is full of bad news because we are we inherently have pain within us that we're not clearing and we're attracted to that and thus negative people, you know, who bring us down um, That and that we're feeding with our negative energy. So the marker of a true friend is someone who's genuinely happy for your success, who's genuinely, genuinely there celebrating with you and that wants the best for you. And it's not to say that these people that aren't, they're not, they're not bad people. They're not doing the work. They're not doing the mindset daily. They don't know who they are. So that confusion is going to energetically, you know, get messy in your life. So allow your space to be empty. Allow yourself to let people go who are not relevant, who you're not connected to for the sake of having someone there. And get to know yourself, you know, who you really are, do the work, and you'll notice that you don't have to be out there finding people or looking for people because when you're seeking from the wrong place, you find the wrong thing. So open up this space, know yourself, and you will meet the right people, whether it's an intimate relationship or friendships, which are extremely important for our mental well-being and for our own, you know, our, our own direction in life. They'll come to you, whether it's online, um, through a spontaneous uh, connection, through somebody else, they will come. And, you know, I experienced the same in my own life when I was working in TV, in corporates. When you are working on these kinds of projects and sort of living this external life that looks amazing, a lot of people actually can become put off, whether it's intimidated or they no longer feel the same. And you find yourself with less and less intimate people. And the more you go out and you try and find people, they, they're the wrong people. And it's more of the emptiness and kind of stealing your energy. They, they're stealing from you energetically and you're stealing from yourself. So let it go, create the space, get to know yourself and the right people in the right numbers will come and you will, you will feel full when you feel full in yourself. For the audio listeners out there, I'm nodding along to everything you're saying because yeah, this is this is really great. I, and I love that of just just let you know, not trying, you know, letting it letting it happen because because that's all we can do, right? And and um, and wow, and you know, and I have and I have to say, you know, we are here at dub.com, we're all about connection, we're all about communication. And that's what our, our platform does at on some level where, where you can't meet people physically. We allow you to send videos easily. 
make them actionable. Um, so yeah, this is this is something that, but but you know, but not forcing it. I think that actually relates to something that could be relevant for our users because in like sales and marketing, I mean, this kind of actually loops back to our the beginning of our conversation, manipulation, right? Uh, and if you're forcing something, whether it's over a video or in person, um, that that that's not going to get the right result, right? If if you're forcing something, that is manipulation, right? And 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 by 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 saying, okay, wait, what's the natural? What's what's honest here? Um, the, finding that honesty is is that's where the value comes, I believe, and 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 that's what I what I took from what you were saying. So. So wow, that's that's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, where can people uh, get the mindset daily? Uh, tell us, please. Yeah, so at the moment, I'm having a bit of a website makeover. So the best place is LinkedIn. It's Sasha Fedorovsky Mindset Coach. Or on Instagram, you know, you can go through all my content, all my videos on various topics. Um, so they're like mini mindset trainings. Um, the handle is the underscore mindset underscore daily. Um, and for your viewers, I also have um, a little bit of a, a gift. So it's sort of how you can start living this way of life. It is a three-step process, but it's the fail-proof solution, um, motivation not required. So how you can live with more space in your life and rather than pushing, forcing, trying to motivate yourself, whether it's to lose weight, to be in a relationship or for your career, success, whatever it is, how you can live in this spacious, free way where you clear emotional baggage, you know yourself, and you no longer have to force every freaking thing that you do. Um, and if you just shoot me an email or I can put up a link below, um, they can download that. Um, yeah, but uh, thank you so much for having me. You asked fabulous questions that I think a lot of people are thinking. Thank you so much, thank you so much. And that's Sasha, S-A-S-H-A, Fedorovsky. Fedorovsky, is that how you pronounce it right? Fedorovsky, F-E-D-O-R-O-V-S-K-Y. So type that into LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, we'll add, a, we'll add a link below in the comment section. Um, so thank you so much. And, and we'll catch you next time on the Connection Loop podcast. Thank you. Farewell. Bye-bye.